Hello and welcome to Fantastic History. I'm Clay. I'm Sarah. We are a husband-wife duo who enjoy telling each other about amazing events, people, and mysteries throughout history. Woo! Sarah. Yeah. This is our 40th episode. Whoop, 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 That's all. It's okay. We don't have any sound effects, so we have to make them ourselves. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. And if you've been listening this whole time, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you're new to the podcast, there are plenty of episodes to enjoy in our back catalog. Yay! But there's one topic that we have not discussed very much at all. Okay. So here we go. Oh, yeah. It's sports time. Oh. The last time we talked about sports in any capacity was back in episode four. Yay, Attila! Yeah, Attila Ambrose, the very poor hockey player. <laughs> but it's amazing that I don't think sports has even come up in any capacity since. Not even in passing, I don't think. Hashtag blessed. So, today the sport that we're going to be talking about is the Tour de France. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I just want to correct you. John Dillinger played prison baseball. Oh, that's right. He sure did. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So there has been a passing mention. Yes. But not in 30 episodes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the Tour de France. Yes. The annual bicycle race that lasts 23 grueling days. Ugh. And is considered the, one of the biggest and most prestigious sporting events in the world. Well, the first Tour de France took place in 1903. Oh. And was a rousing success. But the following year, uh, tour founder Henri de Grange would say the Tour de France is finished. And I'm afraid its second edition will be its last. Whoa. It has been killed by its own success, driven out of control by blind passion, by violence, <laughs> and by filthy suspicions worthy only of ignorant and dishonorable men. <laughs> so what happened that almost ended... The Tour de France before it even began. Well, I guess it had begun, but before it really got going. Right. So, just a heads up, there's going to be a lot of French names. Oh, boy. Of people and places. So, mm. if I mispronounce anything, my apologies, but I'm going to try my best. Okay. Okay. So, so what happened that caused this incredible quote? Well, for that, we have to strap ourselves into our time machines. Oh, boy. And our, um, our, um, the Wayback Machine. Well, you know what? That's what we do already. We, we go into the Wayback Machine to find all this information. Yeah. Um, we got to travel all the way back to 1899, where we find France in turmoil. Oh, yeah. French officer Alfred Diffuse had been found guilty of sell selling military secrets to Germany, which which uh, split French opinion because there were those who thought he had indeed he was indeed guilty, and there were those who thought he was set up in part because he was Jewish, and anti-Semitism in France was very high at this time. Yeah, an editor of the popular bicycling magazine Le Veo named uh, Pia Yifa had been writing pro-Dreyfus. Uh, I, I always want to say Dreyf, uh, Dreyfus. Yeah. Because that's, that's how we would say it here in America. Yeah. But it's uh, Dreyfus uh, articles in Le Veo and other magazines. And this was angering one of the magazine's mo uh, main financial backers, a man named Compite de Deo. 
and things were coming to a head when uh, Deo was arrested during a protest, and um, and Yifa met him in jail, and this led to a big heated argument between the two, and the result was um, that Deo ended up leaving and forming his own magazine, which became known as Lauto. And he um, he hired Henri de Grange as his editor. Oh. And that's the guy who gave the quote earlier. Right. So the circulation of this rivaling magazine was not going super well. So ideas were thrown around about how they were going to publicize it. This is when de Grange's assistant, Gio Lavea, said, what, if, what about a race around France? Thus, the Tour de France was born, a 2,428-kilometer race in six stages across the whole country. Each stage was a staggering distance of 250 miles. Oh, my. And this is compared to the modern tour's average of 106-mile stages. Yikes. Initial interest was shock, and only 15 riders signed up at the beginning. (laughs) Uh, Reasonable considering how extreme it was. But they reduced the entry fee and raised the prize money to draw more participation. Hmm. Now, finally, on July 1st, 60 men started the very first Tour de France. And it did exactly what was it intended to. Spectators were thrilled and engaged, which boosted circulation of Le Auto from uh, t- about 20,000 to 130,000. Holy smokes. It seemed the race was nothing less than a rousing success with Frenchman and former chimney sweep Maurice Gaha taking home first prize and, uh, well, first place and a prize of an adjusted $40,000 in today's currency. All right. Now, obviously, the following year would see the return of the Tour de France with new interest. The layout was exactly the same as the previous year, and de Grange was prepared for another year of exciting sportsmanship and athleticism from the 88 participants. But the 1904 tour ended up being very different. Now, Lippmann was the first racer to leave the race after an early crash broke his finger. Mm. And later on that day, Ippoli Accurier fell, damaging his face, causing him to have to continue the race covered in blood. Oh, my, my. But the real drama of the first stage took place in the city of Leo, as leaders Gaha and Lucien Potier entered the city, a car of four masked men pulled up next to them and began attacking them. Why? Demanding that they give the stage win to Antony Foyer, who was the local favorite. The car escaped before they could be caught, uh, and the race continued on, but the Foyer loyalists were not finished yet. Uh-oh. So a lot of drama already. This is a bad boy. Yeah. I just... I don't get it. I mean, with any sport, really, um, but especially this one, like, why, why, why is it that serious? It just was. Okay. I mean, I guess there wasn't quite as much going on back then. I don't know. People got involved. Yeah. So after the stage was complete, four cyclists were punished for cheating. Ooh. A bloodied accordier was fined for having a non-competing cyclist follow him. Another was fined for racing in the slipstream of a car. (laughs) And uh, 
the two others were disqualified entirely from the race for being helped by a motorist and resting in a car, which was not allowed. Oh. But the real drama came from Gaha. Apparently, he asked a racing official in a vehicle for some food during the race. Uh Uh-oh. This was not allowed, and it should have been refused, but instead the official gave him something to eat. It is... Yeah. Sorry. Um... So were you not allowed to eat at all, or was it that you're not allowed to accept food from other people? You're not allowed to get food from other people. Okay. But if he had brought his own snacks, that would have been fine. That would have been fine. Okay. That would have been totally fine. Odd. But he was asking officials to Mm -hmm. feed him, essentially giving him an unfair edge by having, you know, the people who are running the race, Mm. essentially helping him and not others. Okay. You know what I mean? I see. Now, it isn't clear if the reason that he was given the food is because the official worried that Gaha would abandon the race because of his hunger, or if he had told him told the official outright that he would, mm-hmm. uh, he would leave the race. Either way, Gaha was given the food, and the incident did not result in a penalty for him. Interesting. Sort of setting up some early drama that would, you know make the other racers a little bit peeved right stage two did not turn things around as the racers made their way out of Lyon, the leaders came across a crowd of 200 fans blocking the road oh they were Faya loyalists back mm-hmm. at it again they allowed their rider through but attacked gara and giovanni gerby what the hell gara was slightly injured but gerby was knocked unconscious <gasps> and suffered a broken finger Oh, my God. As officials made their way into the melee, they had to fire a revolver into the air. Oh, my God. To disperse the mob. Guys, it's bicycling. It's intense. Oh, boy. So, Gaha was able to continue, but Gerbe was not. Mm. And as the stage began to draw to its conclusion, Gaha was... I'm sorry, Gaha was attacked once again by a large group of cyclists. My God. But he was able to escape. Without major injury. This is so silly. It's it's crazy. <sighs> so the the stage saw its end in Messiah. And uh, De Garage had planned a clever twist for the end. And I say clever twist with air quotes. Oh boy. Riders were to stop outside a cafe in town and pick up a card stamped with their arrival time. Mm-hmm. They then had 60 minutes to make it to a stadium um, in the city where the stage would end with a one kilometer sprint across the track. Oh. So he was trying for something a little different okay. instead of just you know passing a, a, a line. Mm-hmm. However, by the to- by this time, all participants were exhausted. Yeah. They were annoyed by the many problems they were encountering and they were confused. So DeGrange had to stand on the side of the track with the megaphone announcing that the finish would actually take place at St. Anthony instead, hmm. leading to even more confusion <laughs> and resulting in many arrival times not being recorded at all. Oh, boy. Now, finally, a man named Jean-Baptiste, and I can't pronounce his last name, even though I looked very hard to find out how to pronounce his last name, but I can't, so I'm apologizing to the man. Um, but Jean-Baptiste crossed the finish line for the stage win, but Accurier was announced as the winner by mistake. Mm. Now, during stage three, yes, even more chaos ensued. 
As the riders entered Nima, their local champion, uh, Paya, was causing a riot because he had been disqualified in the first stage for resting in a car. Oh, that guy. And he and his fans were not happy about it. I guess not. 2,000 locals threw nails and glass onto the road, causing flat tires. They also threw rocks at riders, barricaded roads, and even physically assaulted several leading uh, riders, including uh, Maurice Garant and his brother Caesar. Literally, what is wrong with you people? They are really into this. Oh, my God. Probably angered by the news that Gaha had broken the rules and was allowed to continue while their man had been disqualified. Mm. They attacked and destroyed Maurice's bike. <gasps> oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, but they did. Oh, man. Others entered the fray, throwing and taking punches. Even riders were were getting into the melee. Oh, my God. Before racing officials had to break it up by again re- firing their revolvers into the air. Now, Gaha was able to get a new bike and continue the race somehow. Mm-hmm. The later stages didn't see any more fisticuff brawls, but they did see more interference from spectators and general poor conduct from riders. More resting in cars, more drifting behind cars, more aggression on the road between the ego-driven racers and a lot more. Mm. But finally, the, ra- the riders entered Paris for the last leg of the tour. But it started to rain. <laughs> These guys cannot catch a break. So the organizers bizarrely decided to cut the race unceremoniously short, making the riders last check-in before the official finish line to act as the official end of the race. <gasps> oh no. I mean, talk about a last a lackluster ending. You're imagine you're waiting at the finish line <laughs> for your boy to show up. Mm-hmm. And then you just find out, nah. No, we, we we just counted it earlier. Yeah. You guys have ruined it for yourselves. Only 27 riders of the original 88 actually finished. Wow. A total of nine were disqualified during the race for using vehicles to gain an advantage, <laughs> whether by drifting behind them or taking a car or train to gain some ground. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and obviously the others um, didn't finish because of, you know... Maybe they had been, been injured, or they were just too exhausted. They couldn't. Mm. They couldn't finish. Yeah. The final. The final winners were announced. Maurice Gaha claimed first again for the second year. Oh my! Lucien Potier second, Caesar Gaha third, Hippolyte Accordier fourth, and um, Henry Cornier. Uh, he was in fifth. Okay. However. Although the tour was over, perhaps permanently, the drama was not. Oh. The French Cycling Federation immediately announced that they were going to launch an investigation into conduct by riders on the tour on suspicion of larger incidents involving cheating after receiving complaints from other riders. Uh-oh. The investigation lasted four months. And interestingly, at the end of the four months, they did not announce their findings. Oh. But they did announce their punishments. Uh-oh. Among them, Maurice Gaha saw his win annulled, <gasps> along with Potier, Caesar, 
and Akuria. More damning, uh, Gaha was banned from races for two years. Oh. And others were banned for life. Uh-oh. But the reasons for these penalties were never made public. What the hell? I don't know if it was because it was such an embarrassment mm. to the entire sport oh. that they they said we're not going to make this public or to protect their dignity. It isn't we, we, we don't know exactly why. Well, and part of it could be because obviously the people who are following the sport are already so like buckwild bananas crazy that like you we're worried for their lives if people find out what happened it could be i mean it could possibly be that if they came out and said um you know Ippolit had take taken enhancing drugs which i don't even know were around at this time <laughs> or how they would test for it but yeah something like that right could have caused a riot oh yeah whereas if you just keep it simple Mm-hmm. It was less likely to get so emotional. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. So this meant that fifth place, Henri Cordier, was was the winner of the second Tour de France. It also brought the total number of official winners to a mere 15. Oh, wow. It was 27 before? Yeah. Dang. The whole ordeal caused Lagrange embarrassment and anger. Yeah. He wrote a headlining article in Le Auto, including the aforementioned quote, The Tour de France is finished, and I'm afraid its second edition has been its last. It will have been killed by its own success, driven out of control by blind passion, by violence, and filthy suspicions worthy only of ignorant and dishonorable men. Though the whole... Though who he was talking about with the dishonorable men, Mm -hmm. quote... Is up for debate, I think, because he spent the following months sending angry letters to the Cycling Federation. Oh. So he possibly was like, you guys ruined my race, too. Right. Because because his mo- the most famous riders were disqualified and banned. Yeah. And his race had been drugged through the mud in the press. So it seemed that the tour was indeed finito. Right. However, do you remember why the race began in the first place? It was not for love of the sport hmm. or to put riders to the ultimate test. It was to sell papers. Right. And sell those papes. You gotta sell those papes. And the scandal of the 1904 tour sold papers. Oh, I bet it did. Scandal always sells papers. Oh, yeah. Perhaps this is why the following year the tour did indeed return for its third year. Wow. The rules were changed to make it more difficult to cheat. You may ask, did the reasons for the disqualifications or the contents of those angry letters ever see the light of day? The answer is no, and the reason is because of World War II. Yeah, that'll do it. All early race records were lost as the Cycling Federation moved their archives to avoid the Nazi invasion. Wow. And here's an interesting fact, Sarah. The only years since 1903 that the tour had no official winners because 1904 had an official winner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was just uh, it was just changed. Right. Um, the only years that there was no official winner was during World War One, mm-hmm. during World War Two, mm-hmm. and between 1999 and 2006. Gee, I wonder why. Do you know? Was somebody being a very bad man? Indeed. They were. Somebody dishonoring the sport? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Lance Armstrong really uh, 
really really messed up. Well, it wasn't just him. It was a lot of racers. Yeah, well. A lot of riders were doping. Yeah. He's the face of the scandal, though. Well, he was the winner of, of, I don't know if it was all these years, but most of them. Yeah. And when they found, and they just said, no winner. <laughs> no winner during those years. Pretty crazy. Yes, it is. So... And so, so we know Sarah is not a big sports fan. No. But I thought that was a pretty interesting little bit of history. Yeah. Did you? Yes. I mean, there's like, <laughs> there's violence and treachery and like, there's uh, there's a mystery to it. And, yeah. Uh, so the, those aspects of it, yes. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since uh, it almost ended. So yeah. early on. We never would have heard of the Tour de France. Nope. So, hey, if you're still listening, <laughs> thank you for listening and spending some of your time with us today. Hope you found that story interesting. And if you did, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever platform that you use. And please check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We are Fantastic Pod on both. And if you would like to email us with questions recommendations or general comments you can do that our email address is fantastichistorypod at gmail.com so until next time 